Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. This time, we have a repeat offender, actually, a repeat guest, and that is Katie Maris, author of the new book, custom her experience the importance of tailoring your brand experience to the female customer get that it's not customer it's custom her h-e-r i love that title we're going to talk about that before we get into it though just a couple of quick announcements first of all i want to thank our sponsor text expander we'll talk about them more later in the show and if you've got a question please reach out to me on any of the social channels i am everywhere and if it is a question use the hashtag ask shep and i will respond either in the social channel on this show in my newsletter or my tv show which is be amazing or go home you can find episodes on amazon prime Roku, Apple TV, and you can go to beamazing.tv. That's beamazing.tv. All right, Katie, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, the last time, I mean, I'm fascinated by the differences in the buying habits and the expectations between men and women. And and now we have to be politically correct and, and be a little bit more inclusive of all I don't know, whatever people want to be called. Let's let's first of all, let's let's talk briefly. Uh, well, we're going to actually talk a lot about your book, but let's talk about the the basic reason behind writing the book, the differences between men and women. And I know that your book is based a lot, not just on what your thoughts are, but it's backed up by data and science. So this is pretty accurate information. Yeah, so it's really important, especially a woman writing a book about the female consumer. It was really important for me to make sure that I um, put out a product in the world that isn't just, oh, because I'm a woman, I feel this way. Uh, it was important for me to help um, men understand women, but also for women to understand men. And so in Custom Her Experience, I talk about the physiological differences between men and women. And it's really, um, it's quite interesting. For example, our, our limbic brain, which is our emotional and memory hub of our brain, the female limbic brain is deeper and wider than a man, almost double the size. So the when we talk about customer service versus, say, customer experience, an experience is something you feel, right? It's, it's a shift in emotion. It's something that makes you want to come back for more. Her limbic brain tells her she needs to feel that experience far greater than Amanda's. Wow. So that's a huge, that's a huge physiological difference. The other big difference, I mean, there's lots of differences, but the other notable difference between men and women is the fact that how women communicate is very different 
than how men communicate. No kidding. Men actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm a case study. You just ask my wife. I mean, I'm a perfect case study of the differences between men and women communicating. Matter of fact, I well, refer to her as miscommunication, not miscommunication, but miscommunication because she articulates yes. her thoughts totally different than I do. I think maybe even better. Well, and there's a reason for that. So men communicate with just the logical side of their brain, just one side of their brain, where women, we communicate with both. We actually communicate with logic and creativity. And in a, any given day, a woman will use 20,000 words versus a men, men that use about 10,000 words. So we're doubling the output of communication than compared to men. So how we communicate and what we expect um, and how we expect to be communicated to is vastly different. Well, let's jump on that last five words, how to communicate to, because as you were saying earlier uh, that the experience needs to be felt and, and it, I want to know how you can make an experience. And I know you do a lot of work with auto dealerships. So let's, let's talk about, you know, man or woman walking through the door, to buy a car. Okay. Oh, and you yeah. need to make this woman uh, have a different experience than the man. It sounds like, how do you do yeah, so, Yeah. So I don't know. So when I talk about a female consumer, to me, it's, you've got to cast the experience net wide enough to be able to capture her. Men are usually pretty easygoing. So I always, if you come in in a coupled relationship, like a couple comes in to purchase a vehicle, you always want to err on the side of the female because the man is going to happy wife, happy life, right? Happy girlfriend, wait, 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 happy time daughter. Out. Happy wife, happy life. How about happy man? That's the plan. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but the man is going to be happy if she is. So there we go. There you go. Um, so when it comes to creating an experience for her and communicating, she wants a relationship far greater than a man. A man is very utilitarian. I want to get in. I want to get out. Um, I, I like this vehicle. I'm ready to spend this amount of money. Please tell me how low you can get my financing rate and what bells and whistles you can put on it, which is not going to break the bank. That's that's the way logical way a man thinks. And and that's what he expects in the experience. Where a woman wants to be acknowledged, she wants to have the conversation, she wants to feel important. Um, that relationship, that rapport is everything to her. So taking the extra time to create a genuine relationship with the female and connect with her, that's going to win her over. At that point, price and product isn't going to matter because she's going to trust you and have that relationship with you. Mm, love it. And, you know, it it ties into a talking point I have here about the difference between transactional and interactional. It sounds to me like men are typically uh, transactional. Uh, it's like uh, Jack Webb from Dragnet, which is a throwback. Yeah. And I here's the thing. I know that I just mentioned something that baby boomers should know about the older generation. But guess what? Thanks to television channels like MeTV, there's a whole younger generation that's experiencing the old shows that I watched. And when I was yep. a kid, they were old. It's like, hey, how come this is still in black and white? <laughs> <laughs> but Jack Wegg from Dragnet said, just the facts, just the facts. And and I think men, and by the way, you're talking in generalities. This is not 100% accurate for everyone, but you're talking in general. You need. I think if a, a good salesperson, and we'll go back to using the automotive uh, experience, a good salesman is going to, or salesperson, excuse me, is going to recognize 
the personality they have in front of them. Does this buyer, yes. man or woman, want a little bit more information that's softer? Uh, or do they really want the details? Do they want to know how many cylinders the car has, what the horsepower is, the speed from zero to 60? Uh, and and I always, uh, I just wrote an article about this. It's the difference between selling the destination and selling you know, the facts behind the destination. Most people the don't journey. want the facts. Yeah. yeah. They want to know if yes. I'm taking a trip to Hawaii, you don't need to tell me how big the engine on the airplane is that's going to get me there. You just need to, sh- yeah. you just need to show me the picture of me walking off the plane and then putting the layover my neck saying, welcome yeah. to Hawaii. Or walking down the beach with the Mai Tai. That's all. Right. That's all that, too, that too. That <laughs> too. <laughs> so anyway, back to this uh, interactional versus transactional. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been in customer service. I mean, it's my chosen career because I am obsessed with creating magical moments for people. I mean, if you, ask my anybody, <laughs> if you ask any of my friends or my family members, like I, that is, that is just who I am innately at the core. So I'm all about creating that interactional experience that, that shifts, um, that shifts something within you that shifts an emotion, your emotions. And, and the transaction to me is, it's very utilitarian. And a lot of, um, unfortunately, even today, in today's age where, you know, customer service is has been shout, shout from the rooftops for, for years and years and years now, we're still seeing people out there that have um, a hard time creating that connection and moving from transaction to interaction. And, and know, knowing the, the direct impact it has on the experience that um, that your customers receive, and so for a woman, she needs that interaction. She even if she doesn't believe she does, and and, and again, we're talking broad based. I, not every woman's the same. Not every man is the same. No human is the same. We don't, you know, like no two snowflakes are the same. We're we're the same. Women and men are are different and and have their own likes and needs. However, the way her mind is created by the man above the way she was put here on the earth she craves that connection whether she likes it or not and so it's important to identify how to move from that utilitarian transactional experience into an interactional experience that's going to spark an emotional shift which is going to create trust and loyalty and and a purchase yeah, that and by the way, that 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 that's where it gets important. The purchase, uh, are they going yes. to do business? All of this is driving to one thing: let's do business together, and ideally, do business in such a way that makes you want to come back to do business again and again. Yeah. So women are actually they refer thirty three percent more than men. So if you want to fill your future funnel with your future business, like talk about automotive, if you want her to go talk to her, she she influences three to four generations of purchases. So if you want her to be that number one referral source for you, for her, it's about the journey. I mean, at the end, it's the purchase, but she needs to feel good all along the way. And if that happens, then the purchase is sort of secondary for her. She's like price, product, I mean, brand, it doesn't matter at that point because she's doing business with humans. Humans want to do business with, with another human, not necessarily a brand. And so if that journey is interactional and sparks an emotional connection, she's going to refer you. 
She's going to purchase and refer you. Yeah. And we love that. That's what we want. We want people talking about us, you know, like, like yes. Bonnie Raitt said in her song, uh, same title, let's give them something to talk about. I love it. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about this concept you have about the five steps to executing a five-star experience. Who doesn't want to do that? We'll be right back. Don't go away. We're talking with Katie Maris, the author of Custom Her Experience, The Importance of Tailoring Your Brand Experience to the Female Customer. Don't go away. Let's talk about Text Expander, a tool that allows your team to eliminate repetitive typing with just a few keystrokes. Anything you type over and over, such as customer responses, will be at your team's fingertips so they have the power to do what they do best, just faster. Quickly reply to emails and chats from a library of responses that you create, completing answers to common questions and issues. Your entire team stays on the same page with the same common responses that can be personalized on the fly. And it's simple to use. Type commonly used content into a text expander snippet and give it an abbreviation of just a few letters and symbols. Share the snippet with the team. When you type the abbreviation, it triggers the snippet and the content expands anywhere you type, including email, chat, or social media. It's that easy. Just go to www.textexpander.com to learn more about this amazing and productive tool. Sign up for a year and get 20% off. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Katie Maris, the author of Custom Her Experience. I want to follow up on this concept of the five steps to executing a five-star experience. First of all, I love anything that gives us a process step-by-step. Step. So take us through the five steps, please. I beg you. Yes. So I, um, I've been super blessed to work alongside um, some of the best at Forbes travel guides. So I've been able to really dig deep on um, what those, you know, data points that they look for in creating or in achieving those five stars. And I boiled it down with all my experiences with them and my experiences in um, customer experience overall and designing experiences to five things. If we do these five things, you're pretty much going to achieve an experience your customer can't live without. So number one is really making sure that you understand that what you say and how you say it, it matters. So not using, you know, abbreviated sentences or greeting a customer with, hey, um, versus hello, uh, you know, making sure that you, uh, have those interactions with those, those, your tonality, making sure that, you know, everything that's going on in your background, um, because everybody's human, we all have, you know, crazy days, maybe you've had a bad morning, maybe it's, it's chaos right now in, in the business, making sure your tonality is, is, um, engaging and sincere and, you know, making sure that you're choosing your words to elevate that experience. So what you say and how you say it matters. Number two, everybody knows this, using a customer's name is so important. Making sure that they hear their name because it is, as it's been said, um, I think it's Dale Carnegie that says it is the, you know, a person's yes. name is the sweetest, uh, sweetest sound in any language because that's what we've heard from birth. It, it, it instantly connects you to somebody. It instantly says you're important to me. 
Yeah. Let's so before you go on to number three, or do you yeah. have something on number two? You want to? No, go ahead. Oh, no, I just want to. These two, these first two are really important. Um, and I'm thinking, I do a lot of work in the contact center world where you call customer service and the person answers yeah. the phone. And those first words out of their mouth, how they, how you're greeted, sets the tone for what's to follow. Yes. So, yes. you know, it's, and they're not going to say, hey, they're going to go, uh, I'm here to help you. What's your account number? Am I an yeah. account number or am I a person? Or person. You know, just how does it kick off? And then, you know, using the person's name to your point, I can't think of a better experience than for somebody. By the way, I also want to caution people listening, using the name properly, meaning you don't, it's not like scripted. You're not like saying it 50 times. Boy, I can't stand when I'm talking to somebody and they keep using my name. And it's like, it's like you don't have to keep saying my name. Yeah. Yes. You don't have to keep saying it. You're driving me crazy. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I mean, these five steps are very broad. Of course, we can boil down the five steps into exactly how you should say it and when is appropriate. But using the name, it really matters. It, yep. it really matters to a person in, in creating that immediate connection that says, I, I care about you and, and you're important to me. And I would say also use your name. Let them know who you yes. are. And, uh, yep. you know, hi, you know, can I call you Katie? And the answer exactly. would be yes. And I would yeah, say, great. Well, you can call me Mr. Hyken. No, no, you can, you can call me chef. <laughs> and, uh, but just, you know, it builds a little bit rapport of rapport and rapport is really, really important. All right. Number three. Okay. Number three, show genuine interest. And so it's, it is like crazy when I'm working with team members and I'm working with businesses and I'm in a boardroom and I've got, you know, 60 people there and they're, they're, their eyes sort of roll when I say show genuine interest. And I, and I stop them and I'm a very truthful and honest speaker and I ask permission to be very blunt. And, and so I'll say, you know, do I have permission to speak very bluntly to, to the room? And they all nod their heads. Yes. And I say, well, who keeps a roof over your head, food on your table, who helps pay for Johnny soccer or the school field trips for your, your sons and daughters? Well, customers do. So if you can't find a way to show genuine interest in the human being that helps you live your life, then you're, you're in the wrong position. You're in the wrong role. And here, let's say it even more. Um, the fact of the matter is every business has a customer. So you can't escape customers. So if you can't actually be genuinely gr grateful and show genuine interest, then I would, I would fire that person in a heartbeat. And so it's so important to show a genuine interest in the person standing in front of you. Yeah, I love that. You've just taken the idea of the customer is the one responsible for your paycheck, but it's not the paycheck. It's what you do with the paycheck. It's the food yeah. on the table. It's this, the music lessons, the soccer uniform, yeah. whatever it is. Beautifully the said. Jordans, the Air Jordans on your on your feet, the, <laughs> the, the vacation in Hawaii. Like it is the customer helps you live the life you want. And so if you can't show show up and show genuine interest, then what the heck are you doing? Boom. It's just not fair to the customer. Boom. Very good. Number four. Okay, number four. Be ant anticipatory and deliver the plus one. So you want to collect the golden nuggets. Customers, our favorite person to talk about is who? Ourself. Right. And customers are going to tell you everything you need to know in order to tailor that experience and elevate it 
to a level that actually sparks an emotion. I was on board a cruise ship. Um, I Celebrity Cruises was one of my clients and I designed their guest experience and I had flown to Singapore. And I unfortunately, it's a, it's a work hazard for me, but I can't sleep on airplanes. So I was like 29 hours in the air, didn't sleep for over a day. I arrived to the, the, the port, got on the ship, got into my room, put my pajamas on, closed the blinds, got under the covers and the phone rang. And I'm like, oh, so I pick it up. Well, Ms. Maris, we need your passport. Um, this is the documentation office and we can't leave port until we have your passport. I'm like, oh, I just got into bed. I've got a killer headache. Um, is there any way I can bring it down later? Unfortunately, Ms. Maris, we need it um, in order to leave the port. So I take a big sigh and then she goes, wait one moment. You know what? I'll come get it from you. So I say, I'm grateful. Thank you. I hang up the phone about five minutes later, somebody knocks at my door. I open the door and I give them my passport. But here is where they were anticipatory and they delivered the plus one. They handed me a bottle of aspirin and a bottle of water. And they said, I hope this helps take your headache away. Oh, wow. So, so they listen. Right. They really listen. They, listened. Yep. They, they collected the golden nuggets. They collected the little bits of information I gave. It didn't cost them a lot, but they showed they cared. They they elevated that experience for me. Do you want to hear a funny? And that's story? what we need to do. Th this yes, reminds me. I'm I'm on an airplane back in the day when they would actually cook warm cookies in first class, oh. and you know I got upgraded to first class. It's a nice experience, and then I smell those chocolate chip cookies. And I noticed that, you know, not everybody took a cookie. So I asked the flight attendant, excuse me, but uh, are there any extra cookies? And she said, yes. And that's the last I heard of it. Oh, I, perhaps see? I should have said, do you have any extra cookies? And if so, might I have one of them? <laughs> one? Yeah, she should have picked. She should have said, well, exactly. would you like another one? Exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, honestly, we talk about communication. You know, it begs the question, a statement or a question like that begs an extra question. But the point is, the it's not even so much anticipatory. It's they just heard the golden nugget. You know, the yeah. server at a restaurant that overhears a couple talking about how it's been a wonderful 10 years, a happy anniversary, honey, uh, yeah. brings a little cake at the end to surprise them. It's the golden nugget, if you will, of information. And you return it with a yeah. golden nugget of an experience. Exactly. And that it allows you to be anticipatory. If you collect those golden nuggets, you can anticipate their needs and deliver a plus one experience. You can level up your experience. Love it. Number five. Number five, be a hero. Uh, service recovery should be part of the experience because we're human and we're going to drop the ball. I was in um, Grand Cayman Islands and I stayed at the Ritz-Carlton. Uh, arrived, the check-in was amazing. They, you know, they, they do everything top-notch. Uh, they did ask me if I needed anything before they walked me to my room. I said, actually, I have a really early flight uh, tomorrow. I was just stopping in for one night. Uh, I'd gotten off one of the ships and... Um, and I said, so I need a car arranged. Like I have to leave here at like four in the morning. I'm in Grand Cayman Islands in the Caribbean. I didn't want a chance not having a vehicle. And they said, perfect, Miss Maris. I will make sure that um, we have that arranged for you waiting here at, at the appropriate time. Wonderful. So I go about my day. It was 4th of July. Um, unfortunately, I didn't plan that very well. They they were able to fit me into restaurants. Were able All the, all the restaurant uh, reservations were done, but they did everything they possibly could which was amazing because that's the way Ritz-Carlton works. 
However, I arrived the next morning at like 4.55 a.m. And there's not a soul in sight, not a car, not a, nothing is there for me. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to get to the airport? airport? Yeah. What am I going to do? There's not a soul in sight. Well, then this gentleman, this young man is, uh, he's in charge of, you know, at the Ritz Carlton, they have um, the fresh flower displays and everywhere throughout the hotels. And so he was, you know, watering the flowers, trimming the flowers. And he saw me and he says, "Um, can I help you? You, you know, is there, it's early. You had a look on your face. Yes, they could tell I was bewildered. He he could sense it. Yes. And I said, actually, there's supposed to be a car here for me to take me to the airport. And um, I guess maybe they've forgotten the busyness. It's 4th of July. I get it. Um, And he says, hold on one moment. He ran behind uh, the reception desk, disappeared behind the wall, and came out with a set of keys to the Ritz-Carlton, you know, uh, car that they have there. He goes, I would be, it would be my pleasure to take you to the airport. And just like that, I didn't miss a beat, was off to the airport with the gentleman that waters flowers. Wow. So service recovery, right? Being a hero is going to um, give you that opportunity to create loyalty even further. So in my opinion, and I know it's probably same as yours, is that the when we drop the ball, we have an even greater opportunity to create loyalty. And so to be a hero and make that um, service recovery part of the experience is what nope. we need to strive yeah. to do. You want a perfect experience. And, and you know, in what's the best customer service when there's no need for customer support? Okay, not customer exactly. service. Uh, and and I, I love the example. This keeps bringing me back to, I, I, I write a lot about Disney. I love Disney. They have this uh, idea that everybody has three jobs. The first is to do the job they're hired to do. In the Ritz Carlton mm-hmm. case, it's I I water the flowers, I make sure everything looks yep. beautiful. The second job is take care of the customer. In this case, the gentleman took care of his guest, that being you, saying, I am not only supposed to do the flowers, I'm supposed to also take care of the guest. And there yep. was no alternative for him to find somebody else to do this. So he took it upon himself. And the third is keep the place clean, keep the park clean. That's that's a Disney thing. And sometimes that's appropriate for yeah, any business. Part but, of the overall atmosphere. Yeah. Yes. One and two, every business needs to be doing yes. one and two. And I Amen. love these these five ideas. These are these are wonderful. Uh, what you say matters. Uh, use their name. Show genuine interest. Be anticipatory and look for those golden nuggets. And service recovery allows you to be a hero and not just fix a problem, but restore confidence to an even higher level than it might have been yes. before it started. We are out of time, and I'm not going to let you go before I ask you my final one thing question. What's that one thing? Let's take it from your book. And again, that book yeah. is custom her it's like customer but add the h at the end custom her experience the importance of tailing your brand experience to the female customer which by the way is a number one bestseller on amazon congratulations on that give us a nugget out of that the one last thing you want us to hear and know all about you and your book yeah so i would say a lot of folks that go oh my gosh i mean i it's already hard hard work to design a customer journey or brand standards it's already and now i have to do I have to do it again? Do I have to design a whole other experience for the female consumer? 
No. First of all, I want you to design an experience because without design and executing an experience, I mean, you're floundering and you're not earning your customer's loyalty. So right off the bat, that foundation, all you have to do is break down that journey. And at every touch point is just be aware of how you can elevate that touch point in order to capture her heart, her mind and her pocketbook. So it's just about elevating each touch point. It doesn't have to be rocket science. It doesn't have to be hard, but just at every touch point, how can you elevate that experience for her? Yep. And I'm not even sure I, the word elevate is meaning you have to raise it. I don't think it's so much as raise as be cognizantly aware yeah. uh, that it's an Amen. opportunity. Yeah. But, and maybe it's not that you're raising it. It's you're doing something a little different. You're nuancing it. And uh, yes, that's, I love that. Yeah. Nuancing but it. but yes. uh, the bottom line is to that female customer, you have elevated the experience to hit yes. her specific needs. Same as you would for a man and hitting his needs yes. or anybody yes. you have. I love it. Yes. I love talking to you. We need to do this more often than once every three yes. years. Thank you so much. For being I know, on the show. right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's great. It's a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will be back next week with another great interview. I want to once again thank Text Expander for being our sponsor. And until next week, remember, everybody, always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.